God has a plan for aging people to continue to grow themselves through the aging years, through all the challenges, through all the losses, through all the things that happen to us as we age, physically, spiritually, emotionally, etc., etc. God wants to use all of that as we grow ourselves and then pour our lives back into generations coming behind us. Culture will say your job is finished. Culture will say you can't do what you used to do. But in the spiritual life, it's exactly the opposite. Yeah. Redemption makes all the difference in the world. Seniors to seniors, whether Generation Z, Millennial, Boomer, or beyond, the common denominators of every stage of life is explored as host Robert J. LaCosta interviews seniors about how they got to where they are and how they are continuing to crush it in their mature years. LaCosta is known as the senior editor because he has interviewed seniors for the past three decades and is perhaps the longest running writer in this narrowest of niches. This podcast affords him the opportunity to pass along the same sagely wisdom that he has received from elders and has admired during his 30s, 40s, 50s, and now. LaCosta is a board-certified hearing instrument specialist who has helped over 10,000 seniors overcome hearing impairments. He draws deeply from the intimacy and privilege of those relationships. And now, it's time for The Age Sage. Welcome, my name is Robert LaCosta, and with me today is a very special guest, Hal Hopacker. And um, we were teasing about uh, ethnicity in, in our last names. Nobody gets my name right, so if I mess yours up, we're even, all right? Is that okay? Uh, that, that's fine with me. There are dozens of different ways to pronounce my last name. What does it mean? I, I don't know. Yeah, ours means the coast. It, I, it, I don't just, know. I don't I, know what Habecker means. I know what Robert means. Do you know what Hal means? I do. Hal does mean leader, somebody who's setting the tone. So, uh, you know, your parents name you when you're little, and here we are. Yeah. Well, you know, we were talking earlier how God has a direction in people's lives, and uh, obviously, biblically, names are so critical, but, you know, uh, so you are a leader, and why don't you tell us a little bit about your ministry, Finishing Well, and in a way, you are that point man, as I can see it, uh, in a very tangible way, I'm sure to America, but I'm sure it'll have a much, much broader reach. Finishing Well is a ministry that encourages people to adopt and live out the mindset that the American idea of retirement is not exactly biblical. So why don't you take it from there, since you're a leader, lead <laughs> us into, and a little bit of the backstory, because you've been doing it for seven years already. I have, Robert. Uh, you know, I'll just tell you my story quickly. Finishing Well Ministry, our mission slogan is fulfilling God's plan for your aging years. Well, what does that mean? We're not really focused on finishing the finish line. We're focused on living well during this senior season of our life, which could begin somewhere 60-ish. It's accentuated by retirement. But what is? how does God see how we live the last two or three decades of our life. And actually, that it, that begins a long time earlier than that. 
you know, for me, I trusted Christ at the age of six, you know, was always involved in the church, always understood a little bit about how God works. And then I've seen it happen in my own life, you know, in my early years, both in high school, college, and even at Dallas Seminary where I came, older people were always involved in my life. Well, you're a young person, you say. You're a high school student, my track coach, my basketball coach. But, you know, it continued on through seminary, through college. People 20, 30 years older than you are pouring their lives into you. So when I came here to Dallas while I was in seminary, I got involved in a medical dental Sunday school class, a Sunday school class of physicians and dentists who had a passion to reach medical and dental students in this city of Dallas at the two major schools here, the dental school and the medical school. And they invited me to teach that class. So I was immersed into a group of people who were, you know, 15, 20, 30 years older than I was at that point. And that has become a pattern for my life, not only there, but wherever I've gone, older people have influenced me. So I've gotten a good picture of what it what it's like to live well, for people to finish well. You know, I've officiated how many funerals, memorial services of people who, whom God has used to pour into my life, and I'm watching all this happen. So then I pastor a church for 21 years, and that came to a conclusion. But uh, let me just uh, stop you there for sure. one second. The years, your, your age is during those 21 years. Well, I started when I was, I left when I was 65, so it would have been 43. At the end of my 43rd year, I started pastoring a church, and that was after that ministry in the Christian Medical and Dental Society associations, where, again, I worked with physicians, board members who were 20 years older than me, so I've been immersed in a life where older people were always shaping younger people's lives. And not only did that have an impact on you, but philosophically, when older, because the same, I could just say ditto to everything you're saying. Same thing happened to me. My dad was 50 years older than me, and uh, I ended up in a social services kind of nonprofit, and I ended up in the hearing field. And all through that time, I just saw you know, God steering me toward older people. Now I is one of those older people. I am too. And and what you're saying, what you discovered, is unlike a lot of the youth culture's perspective, not just youth, but America's perspective on aging, youth, middle age, aging. You saw the value in those people that were speaking into your life and helping that God was using to steer your very life. Uh, I, so when absolutely. you got to be a senior, it's kind of a no brainer. Yeah. I mean, God wants to, and, and by the way, I think that's the way everybody grows up. Everybody grows up with older people pouring their life into them. I mean, starting in your home when you're bored, older people, 20 years, 20, 30 years older than you are giving their lives away for you. So then this whole idea of retirement comes up. So you say, why in the world would somebody stop doing that? Why would why in the world would somebody stop being the person God has called them to be just That's, because they hit retirement? I see a metaphor here. That's like hitting the brakes at 60. Yeah, you just don't Go do right it. through I mean, the windshield. God has a plan for aging people to continue to grow themselves through the aging years, through all the challenges, through all the losses, through all the things that happen to us as we age 
physically, spiritually, emotionally, et cetera, et cetera. God wants to use all of that as we grow ourselves and then pour our lives back into generations coming behind us. So you, you're not presenting a romantic picture here. You 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 mentioned um, in your podcast that um, you're a biker. You've been across America. You've been uh, through um, France. You, you're not you're not 30 years old anymore on your bike. What <laughs> what's the contrast? Even something as simple and understandable as the physical. Well, let me contrast it as of this year. On July 12th of this year, I had my left foot fused if you look at the x-ray i kidded my surgeon i said did you stop at home depot on the way into the surgery <laughs> there are three inch screws in my foot fusing those bones all together because my foot is worn out but you didn't have that when you were 30 no i didn't you didn't and, even think about it and so now i'm i mean my gait is off i have back issues because of all of these changes in my body I go to physical therapy, and so I think, well, what else can go wrong? Well, a lot of things can happen to our physical bodies as we age, and who knows what, what will happen, but you, in a sense, you gear up for it. You prepare for what it is God has for you in your aging years. And here's where, I mean, basic fundamental spiritual things, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Let's just take love, joy, peace. As your body begins to deteriorate, how do you continue to show love? How do you have the joy of Jesus? And how do you have the peace of Christ in your life if you're having to go to physical therapy, if you can't walk the way, if you learn to live with pain? Is it really true that God gives his Holy Spirit to help you and me, or particularly me at this age, with these changes in my physical body? Can I still have the peace of God that rules over all or am I demented in some sense? Is my growth stunted? We don't want to become grumpy old men like no, the movie. No, Is that Walter Matthau? Who yes, Jack Lemmon, 93. It's, it's, it's easy, and I, I've seen it as a hearing instrument specialist in the exam room. You know, you see, you see all sorts of things, and it's easy for people to become a little jaded, a little bit of grumpy little bit of, why is this happening to me? Why can't I do what I used to yeah. do? Why can't I ride across America? Maybe you could, I don't know. But. <laughs> but but we understand, James 1, count it all joy when you encounter various trials. Well, is that just for your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s? Well, it's for your 60s, it's 70s, 80s. What is God shaping inside of me as a servant of Christ, one who is becoming like him? What is he shaping in my life that is going to make me more Christ-like, through the things that I struggle with. I mean, even the Apostle Paul, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Yeah. You know, he, he, he was afflicted, a yeah. messenger from Satan, sent from God, you know, in his aging years. But yet, my key verse is Philippians 3. I want to press on like Paul. I want to press on for the goal that God has put in front of me. I haven't achieved it. So what is he talking about? He's talking about a frame of mind, a spiritual reality of continuing to grow under the influence of the Holy Spirit, the encouragement of others around you, to be in your aging years, Psalm 92, verse 14, bear fruit in your aging years. It's yeah, awesome. It is awesome. And and the thing is, you, you talk about Paul a lot, but I think about if people can just not put Paul up on a pedestal and think about their own selves as they're listening to this right now, 
they do have challenges. If they're a senior, they've got challenges. It's very rare that I've ever seen in almost 40 years of working with seniors that a person doesn't have some particular challenge. And it doesn't always have to be physical, although many times it is. And you're talking about the spiritual realm. You're talking about Paul saying, I'm going to finish strong. Where you, you, were, you were in athletics, I was. Where are games won? Where's the race won? They're, they're, run at the, they're won at the end of the game, generally speaking. I mean, you know. that's, that's almost proverbial. I mean, it, it, as, as a former coach, I will tell you, you know, if you could, you can get off to a bad start, you can catch up. You've turned that on its head a little bit, the, the aging process. So a person who could be listening right now, who doesn't necessarily understand all the spiritual principles that you're talking about, because you're a a pastor, you're studied, you're schooled in this, but somebody out there might not be. And they're saying, gee, you're kind of making it sound like this is a great laboratory for God, our aging years. And they're not feeling it. They're feeling like something's being taken away from them. Uh, You know, maybe their hands or their back or they just can't bounce around or worse yet, we're in a youth culture and they're seeing a lot of young people because young people are emphasized. They're saying, oh, I'm not that person anymore. What can a person who's listening right now press into the heart of God toward them at this particular point in their life? I think one of the critical things about aging well or living well is understanding what your identity is. Who are you and what are you about? What made you happy? What made you sad? What are the challenges you felt you thrived well in? What are the challenges you've had that you haven't felt really strongly about? You may have felt you've failed. So what is your identity in? Is your identity in performance? You know, let's take retirement. You know, you may work in a company. You may teach in a classroom. You may be a physician, anything. So you retire And now what are you? I mean, if we look at our work for our identity or if we look at our health for our identity. One of the things I think is amazing to anybody is watch people who have come back from war, people who have lost limbs, or people who have health issues, and they have to learn to walk. They have to learn to talk. I was with a man just recently, had a stroke, and he had to learn life all over over again. You know, and, and you watch people like that, and the stories are not only gut-wrenching, but at the same time, they're very inspiring. The um, study on centenarians where they said they, they couldn't, you know, a shot of whiskey or a teetotaler, you know, the extremes, What what what's the secret to aging? What's the secret to long life? And uh, the one commonality was ability to adjust, to, to overcome some setback. That was basically how these folks all, that that was something they all had in common. And I would say that falls in that inspiring. It really does. I mean, uh, regardless of what your faith is, people who persevere in those kinds of situations, they teach us lessons. They inspire us. Like for example, when I was struggling with my foot, recovering from surgery, cast, pain, sleepless nights, you know, I thought of, what about our warriors who lose limbs? Mm. What about people who have cancer and they uh, they have to cut off a limb or something like that? And, you know, I realized 
you know, Habecker, you're, you're not struggling too much. This is hard for you. But think about people who struggle a lot more. Well, the aging process is a test for that. And not only physical issues like that, but let's talk about losses. You lose a spouse. You lose children. You lose, you know, friends. So what is God teaching me about who who I am, what my identity is, and how am I going to keep living well and finishing well despite all those hardships? So we, we have to turn a corner because what you're talking about is pretty profound. Um, when a person has to do more than just accept this this turn of events in their life, whether they've prepared for it or not. And now, I've, if I've heard once, I've heard it a million times, don't ever get old, right? Don't ever get old. That's what they all say. But you're saying that God is kind of talking to us in this period of our lives. But somebody else talks to us. We, we know the enemy, uh, Satan, talks to us, but the culture talks to us. So if your identity would be in, say, having this great marriage, and maybe a lot of grandkids, you know, fruitful vine, the whole thing, and the kids all move to different parts of the country, they're not, they're not there anymore. It, it could be something as simple as that or as profound as a gentleman I just love who's going to be 102 in August, and he lost his wife of, um, I think, 76 years or whatever, wow, wow. and he still counts... It's been eight and a half years. He doesn't say it's been eight years. He says it's been eight and a half years. And he says, Bob, it's not the same. So it's more than just like what God is saying. What what has been put on us that we now have to, like, you know, it's like a dem- demolition. We've we got to get back in, you know, like when they discovered the, the book in, in the temple walls. We've got to get back. How hard is it for a senior in this profound subject we're talking about, getting back to his identity with God and fighting off all that the enemy puts on him, the culture puts on him, the expectations, and then the disappointments and the losses. How hard is it to get back to just the God and me thing? Well, I would say a couple of things, Robert. If I get out of shape physically, it's a struggle to get back in shape physically. Even with my foot, my foot has been in a cast for six weeks. It was in a boot for six weeks. My foot is, in a sense, kind of frozen. But, you know, my physical thirst has me doing these tiny little exercises to get movement in my foot. And I think about those basic, simple moves that were non-existent for 10, 12 weeks. So your foot doesn't do what it's supposed to. Okay, let's say if I don't pay attention to my spiritual life, and I'm thriving in work, I'm thriving in my kids growing, going to high school, college, but I'm not caring for my spiritual life or my spiritual identity, and then I run into hardships. Let me say, it's, it can be a real struggle, and people really do question God. On the other hand, let's say I'm growing spiritually day by day, incrementally. You know, I'm in the scriptures, I'm in prayer, I'm processing what does God want to do in my life in my 40s and my 50s. Where is my identity? Is my identity in being a successful pastor? Is my identity in leading a company? Is my identity in my wife? Is my identity in my kids? All those kinds of things. And then life changes. So here's the key. I think God wants me to grow through all the changes of life, all of them, including the senior years 
or the final season of life, which is very challenging. All of this is in preparation for being with him face-to-face when I die. But this is my life, my relationship with him. And he says, Habecker, I want you. I gave my son to die for you. I want you to love me, and I want you to know my love and my peace in your life as you struggle on all these issues. And I think therein is the key. I love, I quote this poem by Robert Browning, grow old along with me, the best is yet to be. And somebody who's in a, a lost a spouse, lost uh, their driving li- driver's license is a huge thing for seniors. Um, I'm talking now sometimes older seniors, but I just... Losing your independence you and lose, having to go live in a place where uh, somebody else manages your care. And and you're saying the best is yet to be. That could only be possible around the concept that you just described about growing closer to God. You know, the key is the Holy Spirit came to give us peace. Romans, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Okay, chase that through all of life or whatever season you're in. Chase it through your aging years. Chase it through your physical challenges. Chase it through losing a spouse. Chase it through losing children. Chase it losing it through your health. Does God give you his peace, and is that what he wants? Mm -hmm. Yes. It's not hard. I mean, it's not easy. It's tremendously challenging, but the Lord can help us grow through these aging years, and I think that's the idea that Browning had, the best is yet to be. He doesn't mean that life is going to be easy yeah, to 100. Or, or St. Paul. You know, yeah. uh, the outwardly we waste away, inwardly we renew day by day. It's one of the few scriptures that goes from the Aramaic and Greek into English and actually rhymes. <laughs> yeah, while well, we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are unseen. Yeah. So I am focused on the eternal purposes of God. It's um, when you grow up in a society, and somebody who's listening to this who may not be an American, you know, they're, they're from another country, they might not quite understand what we're talking about here, but when you grow up in America and you have all that we have, I mean the soups to nuts, uh, sometimes, you know, strong, maybe intergenerational family line, good genetics, hereditary, uh, education, career, excitement, things that you just, just so much here that we get, not to mention the toys and the fun. And I mean, God could easily get hidden behind that. And I'm not just talking about materialism. I'm talking about the whole American culture can really do a great job at masking God. You get to your senior years, if you're not, as you say, working step by step, and God's been masked, and now you also have these challenges, you, you, could, you could be looking for a lifesaver. You know, throw me out something, I'm, I'm sinking. Well, and the only thing, or the best thing I could say, even in those circumstances, trust God. You know, seek him first, love him with all of your heart. And even he, at that point in your senior years, the most challenging years, can redeem all of those years for his purposes. And that's what redemption is all about. Yeah. You know, our culture doesn't redeem you. You know, culture will leave you in the dust. 
Culture will say your job is finished. Culture will say you can't do what you used to do. Culture will say, culture will say, uh, you don't know anything about technology. Well, you don't. (laughs) So you're lost. You're, you're, you're done. You're out to pasture. But in the spiritual life, it's exactly the opposite. Yeah. Redemption makes all the difference in the world. Well, in wrapping up here, um, if you were to, um, speak to, um, say, say we were live and there was, um, you know, you go to these seminars where they teach you how to invest money, or uh, in my case, they teach you about hearing aids, and you're talking to 50 or 60 seniors. And some of them are pre-retirees, some are retirees. What, what would you say? You look into their eyes because you've got a pastor's heart. So now you've got a shepherd's heart for seniors. What, what would you say to them if they were sitting in this room? I would say the best thing you can ever do is to trust your life to a God who loves you, a God who has your identity as to who you are, redeemed and even as a person otherwise, because he created you. He created you for each of these years. You know, uh, God gave my wife and I three little kids, and they came into the world, you hold them in your hand, and they're three wonderfully created human beings. And you're as proud as anything in the world, and you watch them grow up. But then you realize that I was once that little person, And I still am that valuable person in God's eyes and in the eyes of people around me Mm. and how to cherish those moments, how to live them thoroughly, how to try and understand them. That's why I believe you need friends all your life. Yeah. You know, and you keep building into people your own age and people younger than you and people older than you. I mean, but you live long enough and there aren't that many people left older than you. But we are all related to one another. We're in the body of Christ. We're human beings. And the best thing we can do is share with each other and encourage each other to be all that God wants us to be. So in a way, you you just kind of said if you were speaking to 50 or 60 seniors, you you could tell these people, the hoary-haired, you're still children, children of God. Exactly. Isn't that a nice spin on uh, thinking you're all washed up? I mean, what's more winsome than a—I was on the airplane. There's these little— babies all you see is their eyes they're just like they just came from heaven fresh fresh out of the oven you know (laughs) you're telling seniors in a way they're children well and that's the way god sees us interesting you should mention that robert i think the death process is actually a birth process into eternal life on the other side of this life and you know uh I, i just think about that as a mother brings an unborn baby in that child, that unborn child has no idea what the next world is going to be like. All he or she knows is what's inside the womb. And they come out, and there's a whole new world there. I think in the birth process, which is actually physical death, because the eternal world cannot inherit mortality, flesh and blood, so we're all changed. We have to go through this death process to get face-to-face with God who created us and redeemed us through his son. And that makes all the difference in the world. And that even makes the final years in life, or the final, as you anticipate what is ahead and wrapping up this life, makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, yeah. we got to finish well. We do. we got to live well today. <laughs> as many days as God gives us, and as we do that, we will finish the race. We'll run that last lap in the home stretch. Well, we're talking with Hal Habecker, who is the executive director, founder of Finishing Well, uh, based in Dallas. Can you tell uh, everyone how, to, how they can get in touch with you? 
Uh, yes, you could go to our website. That's the best thing, www.finishingwellministries.org. And it will immerse you into all the work we're doing, videos. Uh, just in case uh, they're, they're uh, not computer people or uh, tech savvy, uh, do you have an 800 number or a, a phone number they could call? We don't. They could. We don't. We don't have an 800 number. We have a, a phone number: nine seven two five two five zero zero three three. That's nine seven two five two five zero zero three three, and that's the phone number for our office. Well, that's great. And Hal, you have a, a podcast uh, by the same name, yes, sir, which is how I discovered you. And I, I would just strongly recommend that if you are um, a, uh, have a smartphone or a computer at home and you do want to glean more from Hal's uh, ministry, I would strongly recommend uh, the podcast because that's, um, I listen to it and I get a lot out of it. In fact, you can, Hal, you have a, a richness in your teaching ability um, that would almost want to make people go back and listen to maybe the same podcast two or three times. That's saying something because, you know, You're you, kind, can go, Robert. you can go through podcasts like, you know, water and just go to the next one. Your, some of your stuff is, is just so rich. I would encourage people to, to get in touch with your ministry. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. You know, let me close by saying this. I love meeting you. I mean, this is, <laughs> we're meeting each other face to face and we met via a computer world you know, on your own podcast and pod, podcast platforms give you other options of things you ought to listen to. And they suggested this one. And here we are. And isn't that the way God works? He's always ahead of us doing things that we never would have dreamt about if we hang on to him. And there's some irony here because here, here we are talking about uh, senior discovering seniors <laughs> yes. in, in yes. a techn- te- technological world. I would just encourage people to check out Finishing Well Ministries because God has something for you in your aging years as you prepare to um, finish well. My name is Robert LaCosta, and it's been a blessing to have you aboard. You can contact my office at um, uh, Retiring Retirement and no reputation communications at 518-435-1250, 518-435-1250.